Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Wrestlers with Experience. I am your host, Mark Morell, also known as Mark Knight, and I am here bringing you guys the greatest bit of information in the world today as I represent one half of podcast wrestling's most illustrious tag team in the entire fucking galaxy now i'm just calling it like it is this is wrestlers with experience i am co-hosting along with and i'm representing my main man dietrich davis you know and i'm here to give you guys the results from Hurricane hall um today from uh new japan pro wrestling's new japan pro wrestling world um as we get right into it i want to thank you guys for tuning in and we thank you for all of those that are streaming us on google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify iHeartRadio, stitcher Podbeam, Castbox, deezer tune in and podcast addict um we thank you guys for just definitely tuning in and i'm going to get right into the results of the show um opening match so um Yurimura and Yoda Suji losing to Tenkozi in a very good tag team opener. Of course, you can never go wrong with the Young Lions. They definitely are doing their thing. But, of course, we're talking about these guys taking on the uh, learning tree, if you will, being the um, the tag team combination of Tenkozi. I think this matchup right here will definitely give these gentlemen the experience that they need as they progress forward in the Young Lions program. And as they do progress, um, they can only get better. So um, definitely keep an eye out on uh, Suji and Yurimura as they progress going on in their um, Young Lion career to eventually graduate on going into the main roster. <clears throat> All four guys were impressive in this match, but at the end it was Tenkoji getting the win over um Yodosuji and Urimura so um again like I state look out for these guys here the next contest was an eight-man tag team match it was chaos versus great bash heel uh show Yoshihashi Tomohiro Ishii and Yano Toru taking on the GBH team of Tomaki Hanma Makabe Toge Ryusuke Taguchi and Young Lion Gabriel Kidd a great matchup, of course. Your standard eight-man tag match <clears throat> between all eight guys. Ishii's looking good. Yoshihashi back up on the uh, in the scene after uh, being out for a couple of weeks or a week and a half after that sharpshooter and the um, attack on the knee by um, the new champion Ishii. Uh, show uh, still looking in good form, of course. And Yano Toru, you know, hands down. The uh, most honorable thief <clears throat> was able to withstand a lot of punishment and pressure from the uh, GBH team and Taguchi. A lot of um, double team, triple team moves, quadruple team moves in this tag match, of course. And uh, all eight guys did a damn good job, especially um, Kid. Kid did very well. Uh, Hanma definitely doing pretty good, although um, he still... Uh, a year and a half, maybe two years back 
from his neck injury. He's still in great form, still in good shape, uh, and is performing, you know, pretty decent. And Maccabi, of course, you can't go wrong with whatever he does inside the ring, an all-time favorite. <clears throat> I would still like to see uh, GBH get another run with those tag belts, and maybe um, even Maccabi and uh, Ryusuke um, getting an, uh, an opportunity to become challengers for that never open weight title. But Gabriel Kidd, uh, one of Shibata's um, students, definitely a, a name that you got to keep your eye on. He's doing extremely well. Um, the kid, from, the kid's from England. He's a part of the Shibata um, LA Dojo court class, so um, he's definitely on great stride for there. So it was Yano Toro getting a pinfall on Gabriel Kidd to secure the win for Chaos in his eight-man tag team um, matchup. Our next match was a tag team match, uh, twenty minutes. We had Sonata and Shingo Takagi from Lij, um, and currently one half, well, one third of the never open weight six man tag, and current um, never open weight champion taking on Doki and El Desperado. Now, during the course of everything, it um, after the last event at the uh, Dominion show. El Desperado stole the Never Openweight Championship um, <clears throat> from Shingo Takagi, and he is now the number one challenger for the title. Uh, a great matchup between both guys, both teams, excuse me, both guys. Um, <clears throat> each team was looking strong. But in the end, um, Doki could not um, withstand the submission hold, the um, reverse dragon sleeper from Sonata. Sonata picking up the win. And in the end, it was Desperado laying out Takage with the Never Openweight title, which will solidify their matchup at uh, Sengoku Lord on the 25th. So be on the lookout for that. They also had the preview for um, Sengoku Lord, which will be taking place in Nagoya, Japan. Uh, the main event there will be Hiromu Takahashi challenging Evil for the double championship. Um... Kazuchiko Okada taking on Yujiro Takahashi. They're building this one as, uh, as a special singles match, six years in the making, and I'll talk about that. In a, actually, I'll talk about that now. And the reason why they're calling this one a match six years in the making, if you go all the way back into the archives of New Japan Pro Wrestling um, during the um, start of the, <clears throat> the AJ Styles-led variant of the Bullet Club when he was... Um, poised to be the leader and when he won the IWGP heavyweight title it was um Yujiro Takahashi that cost um Okada the heavyweight championship defecting from chaos to join the bullet club then six years later he helped do the same thing to help evil advance in the new japan cup costing Okada the the cup basically so this is now building up for them to have this long-awaited singles match, and I'm, that's going to be a pretty good one. And then, of course, El Desperado taking on Shingo Takagi for the Never Openweight Championship. You know, like I mentioned, it was already um, put to pass that um, El Desperado wants to become the Never Openweight Champion, and it's time for him to challenge. He's stepping up from the junior division to go after the never open weight championship so this could possibly be an opportunity for um suzuki goon to perhaps capture the never open weight championship they already have the um heavyweight tag team titles so we're going to see how that turns out 
now we're going to get back into the um the matches for um New Japan Road. We have ourselves a, another tag match where we have Yujiro Takahashi and Gato of Bullet Club taking on Kazuchika Okada and Hiroki Goto from Chaos. Now, this was a very interesting pairing to see um, Okada and Goto team up. Um, they have a very interesting history. Um, they're both two-time cup winners um, taking on their former um Chaos compatriot Yujiro Takahashi and of course um, Gato being Okada's uh, manager at the time um, a lot of shenanigans between both guys um, Yujiro and Gato but they could not overcome um, Okada and Goto although they did put the beats to these guys um, the Chaos faction put up a hell of a fight and in the end it was um, Goto hitting Gato with the GTR to get the win and then of course like I said this goes on to set up the contest between Okada and Yujiro Takahashi that's going to be a very interesting match keep your eyes out on that one because this is progressing the chaos um, bullet club uh, storyline right about now and um, there's going to be a lot of twists and turns in this one we had an eight-man tag team match Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Master Wato, and Yuji Nagata taking on Suzuki-gun, Minoru Suzuki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and the Dangerous Techers, the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. This was a good match, of course, um, starting off as usual, the brawls, the brawling with the Suzuki-gun, getting the jump on the Hontai team. Master Wato um, definitely is becoming a star um definitely was getting some of the upper hand um in this matchup and of course w what else was centered the yuji nagata minoru suzuki rivalry this thing has been going on for damn near i'd say like over 10 years and um this rivalry is just really interesting i get so um enthralled with the entertainment of this feud between these guys it's like these guys are looking to fight to where they're going to have one man standing between them two um, as it goes forward. Wato and, um, actually I want to get back into um, Tanahashi and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Um, these guys definitely, after winning the tag team belts, have been on a tear and they've been put, they put up a strong fight up against Tanahashi and Ibushi. They're still the number one challengers for the tag belts. Um, Tanahashi and Ibushi definitely put up a fight as well. Um, but in the end, Wato definitely was getting some of the upper hand. And as um, things was getting a little chaotic, Hiroshi Tenzan comes out ringside and stands in support the Hontai team rooting on Master Wato as he's um, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Yoshinabu. Um, there was a point to where as uh, Wato had control of the match, um, and as he was getting ready to go for his finish, which was his twisting senton, Minoru, uh, Minoru Suzuki runs up to the top rope, puts him in a um, front face choke, brings him down, puts him into the sleeper, and then um, him and Kanemaru go for the double kick to lay out Master Wato. Um, Wato goes, you know, kicks out of a pin. Um, several pin attempts done by um, Kanemaru, but in the end, 
Kanamaru hit Wato with a spinning brain buster to get that win over um, Wato. So their feud is going to progress as well. So your winners, ladies and gentlemen, was Suzuki Gun getting the win over the Hontai team of um, Golden Ace, Yuji Nagata, and Master Wato. And now for the main event. Six-man tag team action. We have Los Ingranobles de Japón taking on Bullet Club. Bullet Club's presence was definitely here tonight. The team of Naito Tetsuya, Bushi, and Hiromu Takahashi taking on Evil, the brand new double champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Taji Ishimori and Dick Togo. This is Dick Togo's first uh, New Japan match in quite some time. If you follow Dick Togo's career, you know that he has been a part of FMW. He was a part of um, ECW. He was also a part of uh, WWE for some time. Um, he was mainly focusing in um, Michinoku Pro Wrestling for quite some time and freelancing and so forth all over Japan. And like I stayed evil, the brand new double champion defeating uh, Naito last week for the double crown championship. The matchup starts off interesting as Evil is the first man inside the ring. Hiromu is inside the ring and he is still in his jacket. And while he is approaching Evil to confront him face to face, he unzips his jacket and reveals that he is joining the Bullet Club. So then he raises up his finger and cocks it back like a gun and he turns around and he points right in the face of Naito. This looked like this was going to be a striking blow for LIJ if there would have been a defection. But instead, it was a ruse to throw Evil off. Evil was sucker punched by Hiromu Takahashi and the match starts from there. A lot of action between the six, you know, between these six men with um, Naito taking pretty decent control. Evil putting up one hell of a fight. And um, Ishimori, of course, definitely a standout there. But Dick Togo definitely impressed me in this matchup, along with Hiromu. Hiromu definitely did his thing. Now, with Evil, Evil switched up his gear real quick. Now, a week and a half ago, a lot of people were talking about how um, he kind of looked like Farouk with that uh, Roman gladiator skirt around his, um, his um, wrestling gear. But that was quickly changed, so he's no longer wearing that um, Roman Empress skirt, and um, he's wearing um, black leather pants, you know, which actually looks better on him, along with his, you know, his singlet with the evil and the bullet club, uh, AR-15 in the background of his, um, his, um, his uh, singlet. So, evil put up a fight. The new champion definitely had his coming out party tonight in this matchup. Great um, back and forth. Hiromu, of course, definitely hit Evil with the um, Falcon Arrow, um, one of the highlight moves in this match. Um, in the beginning of the bout, though, Naito, Hiromu, and Bushi definitely had control over Ishimori. And just when it seemed like Hiromu, um, well, not really just Hiromu, but when Naito was taking advantage of the match, Evil definitely interjected, making his presence felt, and uh, definitely trying to damn near... Um, you know, get inside the head of Naito, but of course that's not happening like that. But overall, in the end, ladies and gentlemen, it was Evil getting the pinfall over Hiromu Takahashi. 
in the match. Your winners, um, Bullet Club with the uh, pinfall on um, Bushi. Actually, yeah, I'm about to say it was um, Evil hitting the pin on um, Takahashi, but in fact, it was Bushi who got the Darkness Falls on. Um, it was Evil who got Darkness Falls on Bushi. Then towards the end, uh, Haruma was getting up. Evil put the boost to him one more time, and then he went to pick him up to set him up for the Darkness Falls, but he drops him, and he leaves the ring, and he takes his belts, and he goes to the locker room. So they close off the show with um, L.I.J. crawling out on their own strength to go back to the locker room. Um, Jado was... Uh, color commentating guest along with Milano Collection um AT and I'm still trying to figure out the name of the other gentleman who does the um color commentary for New Japan World but nonetheless a very good tag team match to set up what's going on for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So we have Sengoku Lord coming up on the 25th and like I mentioned guys um we have the three main event matches Shingo Takagi defending the Never Open Weight um title against El Desperado, who's currently walking around with his belt. We also have, um, in the main event, we have Hiromu Takahashi, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Wrestling Champion, taking on double champion Evil in a ch double championship match. This is going to be interesting. Um, they were at Kurokin Hall, like I mentioned earlier, and uh, they're doing the social distance seating as well over near Kirkin Hall. Um, I would say like one person every six seats. Um, they all took in the, the action. It was great. Um, there wasn't a lot of uh, crowd interaction. But um, it was just really good to see fans back inside Kirkin Hall. Although granted the first set of shows that did take place at Currican Hall, it wasn't um, New Japan that had the audience there. It was Pro Wrestling Noah, and I also believe Stardom, and I think All Japan um, also had fans in their events as well at Currican. So um, that's pretty much that right there in a nutshell. Um, I'm looking forward to um, Sengoku Lord as it comes up. I actually enjoyed um, New Japan Road today. It was a um, pretty decent card. Um, my match of the night definitely was the, or my two matches of the night definitely were, um, Okada and Goto taking on, um, Bullet Club. I thought that was a great entertaining match. And this might be something interesting to see the pairing of Goto and, um, Okada as a tag team they worked pretty well together they were in great sync they had great synchronicity together the timing was perfect um I thought that they did an excellent job and I think that if you had to start shaping up what could probably be the world tag league if they start doing it I think that you can definitely start to see maybe a tag combination of Okada and Goto to perhaps maybe one day get an opportunity to get a run for those um, IWGP heavyweight tag team titles. So now we're going to get into this uh, assessment of evil 
as the IWGP champion. Now, a lot of people are probably wondering, how does Evil win the double crown? Well, it was stated a while back that um, this year alone that they were going to, um, they're, they're very high on Evil, and they want to make this year the opportunity for Evil to get a singles run and for him to eventually end up winning the title. Now, what's interesting about this is that this was supposed to be going into where they are right about now. Had things gone the way that it went, if the pandemic did not strike, Evil would have worked his way up to become IWGP heavyweight champion. And what's interesting about that is if you go back to last year, especially during the World Tag League tournament, there was a point where um, Evil was on some standoffish stuff and didn't really want to get involved with anything Bullet Club because he just felt like he was an island to himself. But I can also probably say you can go back to the New Japan um, G1 Climax last summer and you would have saw the same thing too. So every time that LIJ would do the roll call, Evil would kind of stand off to the side, turn his back on LIJ for a brief minute. Nobody knew where this thing was going. But just the idea right about now, him defeating uh, Naito for both the Intercontinental and um, Heavyweight Championships, it's amazing to see where New Japan was going and is going in this direction with Evil. I think that um, Evil, as he's growing into the role as champion, it's going to be a very um, interesting scene of events. Evil's a different type of champion, and I'm and I'm, and I'm gonna say why I think this is this is what it is with um with Evil. I think that with Evil, if you look at the background, he is one of the few young lions who've gone out on excursion. One of the Jap few Japanese young lions who's gone out on excursion in the United States to come back to be a star. When he left New Japan Pro Wrestling to go to Ring of Honor, he was down there for quite a bit, and he was learning his craft. He also wrestled in um, WUW, World of Unpredictable Wrestling, for Johnny Rods here in New York City. Um, he was definitely making a name for himself, learning the craft, and developing his character. Now, when he came back as evil, when evil came back into New Japan um, as the number two with Naito, once Naito started forming Los Ingoronobles, it was interesting how this was going to turn about. You know, we was trying to figure out, well, what was what was going to happen with Watanabe once he came in? So when Watanabe came in as evil, it was like, OK, he has a pretty decent look, pretty cool look. But then as he was starting to come to the ring for his matches, you notice that. He started wearing the purple and black, which is his signature colors. But he had like this Undertaker motif. And I'm like, oh, okay. They got him as a little um, 5'11 Undertaker. This is going to be interesting to see how this works out. Walk into the ring with the long hooded cloak and the, the skypes and things of that nature. Then adding the laser fingers and stuff to that nature for his, um, his entrance. Looked very interesting. Also, what I've come to find too was just his match quality. 
if you look at his match quality, the quality of matches he's had against Tanahashi, the matches he's had with um, other Bullet Club members, Suzuki Gun members, and Huntai members, Evil was definitely paying his due. And I think, to me, his um, open for me, where his star started to shine, besides just him and Sonata being um, the tag team to win two World Tag League Cups, um, the fact that he was getting ready to challenge Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental title um, in 2018 and um, didn't win. But it was just the fact that he was just, his stock was rising. And New Japan sees something in evil. And I think that um, as he progresses on in his New Japan career as IWGP champion and currently um, as a member of the Bullet Club, it's going to be an interesting scenario of events. Um, I happened to watch um, the Talking Shop um, Countdown to Fucktown on YouTube, and they were discussing um, Carl Anderson, Lou Gallows, Rocky Romero, and Ryan Satin. They were discussing about the um, ongoings and what's happening with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And they mentioned Evil and Evil winning the title, and they were talking about how, like, you know, they were happy that Evil um, is one of those guys who made it through the Young Lion system. And they were saying to themselves, like, you know, it's amazing how when we were there, there he was just wearing the the, the New Japan baseball shirt and the black shorts or the, the sweatpants and um, being harassed by all of the uh, the current talent at that time. And to think that he would go on to become the double crown champion was amazing. And Rocky Romero stated, like, well, it's a perfect arc. What do you do if you want to get into the main event picture? You turn on your tag team partner. You turn on your family. So for him to do that, this really helped solidify Evil as a singles player. And the fact now that he's not only a part of Bullet Club, but he has Dick Togo with him. He has Jado and Gato with him. He has Taji Ishimori with him. And he has Yujiro Takahashi along with him on, on this ride until when the... Um, Foreign-based Bullet Club members come back. We're talking about Chase Owens. We're talking about Tama Tonga. We're talking about Bad Luck Fale, Tonga Loa. We're talking about uh, Chase Owens. And we're talking about El Fantasmo. And we're also talking about Switchblade J. White. And I think I mentioned Bad Luck Fale. If I didn't, then I already mentioned him. But him holding his spot down as the champion, I think it's going to be interesting. So we got to check and see what's going on. So this... Um, coming weekend, the 25th, I believe, is when they are going to have some Goku lore, like I mentioned numerous times throughout this broadcast. The main event is going to be, um, I'm about to say Naito, excuse me. It's going to be Hiromu versus Evil in a champion versus champion match. The only belts on the line is the double crown, so that's going to be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to see um, Evil and uh, Hiromu go at it. This brings more intrigue to the storyline of Evil turning his back on his L.I.J. Parejas to join Bullet Club and to eventually take the helm as the leader of Bullet Club. Hiromu wants that main event spot, and he feels like how many have felt over the course of time that the New Japan Junior Heavyweight Division stays being overlooked. And I think that within the, the years that I've been watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, the juniors have definitely been stepping their game up 
all the way from the days of Liger where they've been um, closing out Kirk and Hall in the main event or maybe Rhea Goku at the, in the main event sometimes or maybe even like the Dominion cards and all this other stuff um, or their two-day events, New Japan Road um, or the New Beginning tours and all this other stuff. The junior heavyweight um, champions at that time from... Uh, Finn Balor to Kushida to Will Ospreay, um, Hiromu, um, El Desperado, Marty Skull, um, El Fantasmo, uh, even Loki. Most of those guys were definitely, and, and Taguchi, most of those guys were definitely doing their part to help booster up the junior heavyweight division. And Right now, this is the opportunity to do so. And I think if you go back into the archives, you look at the match between Tanahashi and um, Finn Balor or Prince Devitt at the time um, as he was um, as he fought him in the anniversary show. This is when they when they first started doing Bullet Club. Um, Prince Devitt was definitely the guy who you had to have your eyes on. You know, I also forgot about Kenny Omega as well, so I had to throw Kenny Omega's name in the middle of this because he too went on from from going to, to becoming junior heavyweight champion to becoming the uh, heavyweight champion as well in progression, winning the uh, Never Six Man Tags, the United States Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, the IWGP Championship. So Kenny was collecting his his championship runs along the way. And now you have this situation where perhaps maybe that Hiromu Takahashi will be able to be the junior of the Japanese contingency to win um, the heavyweight title, not since uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, who was the first person to win not only the junior heavyweight title, but to be IWGP heavyweight champion. And at that time, their junior heavyweight championship was the uh, World Wrestling Federation light heavyweight title. So um, that's something definitely to, to look back into. So ladies and gentlemen, get yourselves ready for um, Sengoku Lord at the Nagoya. Um, Nagoya. I think that's going to be a very interesting card, a very interesting matchup that they have there with the main event. It's a very good story with uh, Hiromu looking to get revenge in the fight and in, in the fight evil, so that um he can do what he felt was promised, and that is to capture the double crown, be the heavyweight champion and the junior heavyweight champion, all at the same time. So once again, folks, we thank you for tuning in. We thank you for um listening to this show. If you like the show, please let us know what you think about this. We thank you for sitting with us for this half hour right here. So, again, tune in to us on your favorite streaming services, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, TuneIn, and Podcast Addict. So, we thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen. Also, feel free to email us at teamddod at gmail.com. So, if you have any questions, comments, or even your assessment about this show, the New Japan show or any of the other shows that we do tend to um, review as far as like the NWA, as far as like um, WWE and um, All Elite Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, we're going to give you guys more and more content. So definitely look out for that. Um, contact Dietrich Davis at his social medias. Of course, contact me on mines. 
uh m double 44 instagram market.morel at g i mean um not gmail at uh facebook um mark morel at black junction uh xm nightbuster on twitter uh Dietrich davis at twitter or team ddo team ddod on twitter um so be sure to reach us look out link out for us and just we thank you once again for your support and uh tell all your friends about uh wrestlers with experience i am mark morell along with Dietrich davis and we are by far the most illustrious tag team in the podcast wrestling universe i would say the world but god damn it we're bigger than that and we're only bigger than that and that's only due to you the fans and we'll see you guys soon thank you and have a good one